an evening, and welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals, hosted by me, some guy on the internet who happens to have a microphone. I'm Lux. Nice to see you. Hope you're having a good one. Here's your post-game recap for yesterday, April 28th, 2022. The Kansas City Royals defeated the Chicago White Sox by a score of 5-2 to two after 10 innings. The Royals improve to a 7-10 and 10 record, while the White Sox fall to 7-11. and 11. The winning pitcher is Scott Barlow, who now has a 2-0 and zero record and a 1.93 ERA on the season, with Taylor Clark recording his first save of the year. The losing pitcher is Aaron Bummer, who now has a 0-1 and one record and a 7.04 ERA this season. But before we talk about anything that happened yesterday... Anything that anything that occurred in yesterday's game, we got to talk about Mondesi, Adalberto Mondesi, because it's probably the last time we're going to talk about him for a while. It's probably the the only opportunity we have right now. Um, yeah, Mondesi's uh out. He is on the injured list with an ACL tear, and. They haven't outright stated it, but it's very likely that he's out for the season, that that he's, like, done. And maybe for the Royals, he could be (laughs) done-done. Whether or not they will cut him at the end of the season, I I don't know. I would say it's a non-zero possibility. They definitely believe in him, obviously. But at this point, it's like, I mean... That would be his last arbitration year anyway. And look, an ACL tear, that's like, this is probably the most serious injury he's ever had, I think. Like, he, like we've seen him with some shoulder tears or something. All right, we've seen, we've seen Mondesi go through a lot. But this is the one that's like, okay, this can have like a, this can be permanently damaging to someone. I'm not saying it is, and I don't I don't want to assume the worst for him or anything, but really, what do you do at this point? And this is after they supposedly redid all of his training and redid his conditioning for this season. After all that effort, it's this is this is what we got after less than a month. And I'm not blaming Mondesi. I'm not mad. If anything, I feel really sorry for him. Like, I genuinely feel sorry for Mondesi because absolutely nothing has gone right for this dude in his entire career. And that's not even entirely his fault. It's not even his fault that he hasn't done whatever we expected it. We expected it. We expected it of Mondesi. I mean, you can say this and that about how he's played. Sure, whatever. And I And I've certainly had my complaints i've often aired my surprise at him being in the lineup every day but i guess it's one of those things where it's like you don't really appreciate what you have until it's gone i guess i mean if nothing else this isn't how i would want it to end 
I'm not I'm not at all celebrating the fact that Mondesi is uh, on the injured list, even if it means calling up someone, you know. I understand that's a bit of a silver lining, but I'm not I don't want to look at it positively like that. I just I just don't think that's right, personally. But there is something to be said about the fact that he is playing every day. Even if he's not playing particularly well, it's like, when have we ever seen Mondesi play every day? I feel like that's... Th- th- there should be some credit given to that. And who knows? Maybe that's what he needed after all, and eventually he would get it together this season. It's a long season. Who says he couldn't? Who says he can't? I don't know, man. That uh, sucks. It really sucks. It's like I said, nothing has gone right for this dude. This absolutely nothing has gone right for this dude, and it's not even really his fault. Honestly, I, I personally blame the Royals for some of this. I think the Royals organization, and I've made this pretty clear. This is why I wasn't interested in bringing up Bobby Wood Jr. last season because I didn't want him to become another Mondesi where the Royals just got so cute with him. They were, they were really feeling themselves with Mondesi. They're like, look at us. We got the son of a famous MLB player. He's so young and he's so talented. They wanted this guy to be Tatis Jr. before Tatis Jr. And they really, really tried. They bring him up in the World Series. First player ever to debut in the World Series. Because they're like, yeah, get used to seeing this kid. He's going to be such a star and we're going to be back in the World Series before you know it. Oh, man. Call him up in 2016, clearly not ready. Opening day 2017, clearly not ready. It's like finally after two, three years of being like, oh man, Mondesi's going to be so great. They finally just like have some sense to be like, oh, maybe this isn't working out so well. Okay, maybe we should take our time with him a little more. Something like that. Because the problems he has in the major leagues are the problems he's always had. And I'm not talking about injuries. I'm talking about how he's actually played. The fact that he swings and misses at everything. That's something they never fixed in the minors. It's like they just kind of let him do whatever came naturally to him. Because they're like, oh, he's so great. He's so talented. He can do anything. He's going to be so good. And this is kind of what it's amounted to. I mean, I don't know everything. I don't know the entire story. I don't know how the Royals developed their players. I don't know if there was a lack of development for Mondesi, truly. It just feels like there was some lack of development. Simply based on the fact that he's so gifted, so talented. And I'm not I'm not arguing that he isn't get talented, that he isn't gifted. But sometimes you need to help someone draw out that talent, which is what I think they they did with Bobby Wood Jr. I think they've they've done a good job with Bobby Witt Jr. But I also, you know, was really, when people were really screaming, oh man, we need Bobby Witt Jr. on opening day roster last year in 2021. I'm just like, do you not remember what happened with Mondesi? Do you really want that to happen again? 
And at least with Modesty, when that happened, you know, we were, we were we were out of contention. We were out of the playoffs. We weren't doing anything in 2018 or whatever. So who cares? But we can't afford to do that again. We can't afford that now after we've been rebuilding for five years. We can't afford to have to. We can't afford to miss with Bobby Wood Jr. He doesn't have to be a superstar or anything, but man, we can't afford him to be another Mondesi, just someone who, you know, comes up into the league at a super young age and just sucks for like three years before finally putting it together. And except by that point, everyone's already disappointed because it's been so long. Never mind the fact that he's 22. That's what happened in 2018. You know, people, people, some people kind of have this feeling, this thought that, oh man, Mondesi, he's been around forever. He must be so old. No, he's like 20. He's still 26. <sighs> but I'm kind of getting lost in some things. It's it's just this rant that I've been kind of held, kind of pent up within myself this fact that the the royals i really just again i don't know the full details you know this is just kind of guessing this is just kind of making assumptions but i really think the royals just did him dirty i think the royals really screwed up modesty who knows maybe nothing would have changed maybe even if the royals did give him the best hitting development possible he would still get injured and it wouldn't matter i don't know man it just there's just something that really rubs me the wrong way about seeing how Montesi's career has gone. Because I, I feel like we are to blame for it. Well, we as in the Royals. Obviously, I didn't do anything. And I'm assuming you don't work for the Royals, so you didn't do anything either. So you don't have to feel bad necessarily. But I, I do feel genuinely sorry for Montesi. I wish things could be different. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Yeah. So, kind of wanted to get that out because like i said we're probably not going to see mondesi for a while so in the meantime the royals have brought back kyle isbell to take that roster spot i just knocked something over on my desk don't worry about that we've also got emmanuel rivera the third baseman or i guess corner infielder who's been kind of mashing in Omaha. So it does make sense that he would be the next in line to be called up, I guess, as far as position players go. Either him or Vinny Pasquantino. I wouldn't mind seeing him either, but at, at least now we finally have Isbell back up. Oh, also Brady Singer's in AAA, which, oh my God, this is so stupid. <laughs> you know, this doesn't even have anything to do with modesty at this point. They, they, they brought back Isbell and then optioned Singer. That is what I said they should have done a week ago. I li like, when they optioned Isbell, I'm like, why him, not Singer? And, oh my god, dude, this is so stupid. What are they doing? Like, this is one of those things where I'm really just like, what, what are you doing? Because Dayton Moore said that Singer just isn't doing anything while he's, you know, he's coming out to pitch two innings every six days or something. If he's lucky. That's not doing anything. He's not developing. He's not, he's just doing nothing. It's just a waste of a roster spot, basically. You're, you're, you keep talking about how you want to develop this pitcher, how you want him to be developing his changeup, and you're not giving him any opportunity to develop. 
Dayton Moore has acknowledged this. He literally said this, basically. Not word for word, but yeah. He said, yeah, he's not doing anything at the Major League level, so we need him to to develop somewhere, so we're sending him to Omaha. Yeah, why didn't you do that a week ago? I understand Dayton Moore isn't the general manager anymore. He's now the president. J.J. Piccolo is the is the, the general manager. Is this all J.J. Piccolo's doing? Him doing nothing about Isbell? Him doing nothing about Singer? This is awful. <laughs> like, this is actually really, this is actually really silly. I don't know why they're doing this. But Singer is in AAA like he should be. And now Isbell is on the Major League roster like he should be. And Isbell got the start today like he should have. Finally, things are making sense. Why did it take a month for that to happen, though? I I don't understand that at all. That is so silly. Like, there's there's really no excuse for it. Like, they, they've basically walked back whatever decisions they've made about playing or not playing a guy, calling up or calling down a guy. Oh, it's so weird, man. But Kyle Isbell was not only he's not only back on the roster but he finally got a start. He was in today's lineup batting 7th and he had a two-hit game and a walk. Mike Matheny has been looking at this man for a week, two weeks, three weeks and has been like, "Nah, we're not going to play him." Wait. Huh? Excuse me, Sumimasen, Choto Mate, Choto a second, a minute. What are you doing? This guy can hit. And he got two hits and a walk today. Oh man, he better be on the roster today. He better be in the lineup today. He absolutely better be making a start today. Because, you know, him and Olivares... You know, Olivares, I think the the first start he got, he also got a hit. You know, these guys are kind of dunking on management. Being like, hey, you guys have been ignoring us for weeks. So here here you go. We're going to do this for you. We Kyle Isbell comes up and scores the game-winning runs. He gets a two-RBI single. You're freaking welcome, buddy. Oh my, why are they just, they've just been sitting on that for weeks. It's so silly. I'm not saying he's going to do that every game. I'm not saying he's going to be a 400 hitter with a 600 on base, 500 on base or anything. It's one game. You know, he had a good, he had one good game. We all know how, how Bobby Wood Jr. had one good game, how well that carried him, even though Bobby is, you know, hitting nowadays. He got a hit today. He now has a seven game hitting streak. He only struck out one time. It was, I think, with the bases loaded, so that sucks. But still, seven-game hitting streak. Bobby's coming around. But in any case, oh my god. Kyle Isbell giving us the game-winning runs, the game-winning hit, essentially. That was so satisfying. It was in the 10th inning, top of the 10th inning. We had the bases loaded. And then, um, like I said, Bobby struck out. Uh, struck out on four pitches, just not good. Uh, so that's two outs with the bases loaded. Because Salvi also struck. Salvi struck out on three pitches. Salvi had like a, a freaking horrible game last night. Holy hell! Uh, but then you know Bobby, yeah, 
you know, he strikes out. Okay, it's two outs. And then um, the pitcher, whoever or whatever, gets a, you know, I guess it was like, it's going down as a pass ball, not a wild pitch. I was going to say it's a wild pitch, but whatever. It's a pass ball. That scores a run. And I was really thinking, I'm like, oh man, we got we got bases loaded with one out. If we don't score at all, we're trash. Like, I will actually stop being optimistic about this team right here. If we do not win this game because we didn't score with the bases loaded and one out. And then, you know, Salvi strikes out, Bobby strikes out. It's like, oh my god, why? This is really going to happen, isn't it? But then that pass ball happens and it's like, okay... Well, that's just the White Sox shooting themselves in the foot. That's not really us doing anything good. But then Kyle Isbell does it. He drives the ball into left field and scores those two guys left on base. Hell yeah, dude. That was that was so satisfying to see. That was immensely satisfying. So so we didn't just get that one run off the pass ball. That's just like, okay, cool. We basically scored because of the Manfred runner. Not impressed. Getting those two runs off of Isbell's bat, yes. Now I'm satisfied with this. Now I can be a little more optimistic about this team because that is awesome. And it kind of washes away some other complaints I might have had about this game. Because it wasn't a great game. It was It was kind of a messy game. White Sox pitchers are on the struggle bus. They are, like, they are just really struggling right now. I don't know what the deal is, but they are not throwing a lot of strikes. Kopech was kind of all over the place. He walked four guys and only went five innings. And this is a guy who I think had given up one, maybe two runs in his three starts this season so far. So, he only strikes out three. But he was able to at least limit the damage to just two runs for himself. So, Royals unfortunately couldn't capitalize on that too much. Couldn't capitalize on the bullpen, who was also kind of struggling. Uh, they also gave up some hits, some walks. But finally, with Aaron Bummer uh, being left out for two innings, finally it started to come together in the 10th inning. Um... On the other side of things, our own bullpen was unfortunately a little disappointing. Although I still can't be too mad at them because the offense needs to score more than two runs on a day like today when White Sox are barely throwing strikes. Um, at least we took walks, so it's it's at least nice to see that we are still practicing a little patience. We got eight walks today. <laughs> we got eight walks as opposed to eight strikeouts. Uh, we did get eight strikeouts, but and Salvi accounted for four of them. <laughs> oh, Salvi! Oh, Salvi! That's not good, Salvi. Um, Santana drew three walks, which is interesting. This man has an on base over three hundred, and an average barely above one hundred. <laughs> like I know this is his thing. I know he takes walks. I know that's his calling. But like, still. How the hell do you have an on-base of 300 and, an, and a batting average of 100? <laughs> like, that's... I'm starting to be impressed by it. Like, okay, at least he's doing something useful. Having a 300 on-base is good for this team, so... Pff, whatever, man. In any case, um... 
back to the pitching for us. Uh, the bullpen, unfortunately, blew the lead a little bit. Brad Keller, which, which, is, which is sad because Brad Keller really did everything he could for us today. He pitched seven innings and only gave up one run. Three strikeouts, which is low, but not unusual for him. No walks, which is fantastic for him. Excellent. And the one run was a home run. And it was it was a good home run. Gonna give him credit. Who hit that thing? Luri Garcia? Yeah, it was a it, that thing was smashed. It was a big hit. But just one run. That was it. That's all the damage. Seven innings, one run. Yes! Brad Keller's our dude. He is our guy. He's the ace of this staff. Excellent start from him. Unfortunately, a little bit wasted because the bullpen couldn't deliver a perfect performance tonight, even though it was Josh Stamont and Scott Barlow. Stamont is the one who gave up the one extra run. Maybe could have been saved by impeccable fielding, but no, that's a little too much to ask for. And Stamont just didn't have it at all today. Like, he was just bad. Locating horribly. He just didn't have the curveball at all. And we almost got the perfect, the prime Cal Eldred mound visit. He comes out onto the field. He comes out onto the mound. And I don't know. It just seems to say, hey, just throw a strike right down the middle of the plate. <laughs> First pitch. First freaking pitch. And Reese McGuire drives this all the way to the wall. But it's caught. Thank God for that. I was gonna be I was gonna be so salty because there were still guys on base. That would have just killed us. That would have ended the game. Fortunately, it was just one run, so we can live with that. And we scored in, in extras. Scott Barlow held it down in the ninth, and then Taylor Clark got the save in the tenth. Great job to him. Got two strikeouts. Pretty awesome. But you know who isn't awesome right now? Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield had an absolutely horrible game once again. He went 0 for 5. He didn't strike out, but he got a double play once or twice. It was awful. Just. Alright. Whit was like off the hook for a day. Because the, the, the day I said he needs to be benched, he, uh. He he got two RBIs, and that was great. But uh, no, 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 we're done with that. All right, bench Whit Merrifield. We're back on that. Bench Whit Merrifield. Stop the streak. Stop the count. No more of this. He's not hitting. Take him out. Take him out of the lineup. Give it to oh, actually. Hmm. Wait, wait. I need to think about this. Oh, this is kind of weird now. Okay, so. Losing Mondesi actually kind of messes things up. So how do we how do we configure this? Um, Merrifield's out, so Nicky goes to second base, and then I guess you move Bobby Witt Jr. to shortstop, and then give Emmanuel Rivera the start at third base. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. I want to see that today. Let's have Emmanuel or Emmanuel Rivera start at third base today. Let's have Bobby Witt Jr. get some reps at shortstop. Why not? 
And then Nicky Lopez at second base. That seems easy to me. Wet Merrifield can grab some bench because he ain't hitting well. Yep, that's about it. Um, imagine imagine a time when uh, we were actually more optimistic about Carlos Santana, because I'm more optimistic about Carlos Santana. At least he's doing something. At least he's taking walks. I mean, seriously. Uh, whatever. In any case, um, that's about it. That's about it for today, and I uh, have to apologize. I might be gone for the weekend again, because this time I'm going to all three, or maybe all three games this weekend at Kauffman Stadium where the Royals will host the New York Yankees, which um, I'm actually kind of dreading because the Yankees are going into this with a six-game winning streak. They are absolutely red hot. They are on fire right now. They're doing everything right, and immediately, I think we're, we're going to get um, arguably their big three pitchers. Uh, today we've got Nestor Cortez on the mound. The Yankees do. He's going to start tonight. He has a 1.15 ERA after three games started. Um, yeah, this guy has just been. He he's he hasn't really been much of anything previously. I actually saw him a long time ago, all the way back in 2019 when he first started for the Yankees. Um. Yeah, back in May 2019. Long story about that. Anyway, um, but yeah, he's kind of emerged as a quality starter. So he is off to a terrific start and is already looking like he's the ace of their rotation. As opposed to Garrett Cole, who has been mixed, kind of, I guess to put it nicely. But overall, the Yankees don't have... he, he, he has Garrett Cole has the worst ERA on the team with 4.0 as a starter. Everyone else is below four or even below three. So, yeah, the Yankees are rocking a pretty powerful rotation. So we're going to see Garrett Cole tomorrow. And then Luis Severino is back. It looks like he's uh, returned uh, finally full-time after, I think, a long Tommy John recovery or something. So we're going to see him on Sunday. And, yeah, I might actually be attending all three games. Meanwhile, the Royals are kind of... We we're kind of bringing out the uh, the young guys, the kids, the experiments, I guess. Because Chris Bubich is on the mound. Oh boy, Chris Bubich in his control. I'm kind of not looking forward to that. <laughs> to, 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 to him having to deal with this Yankees lineup, and then Carlos Hernandez on Saturday. Yeah, not looking forward to that really. And then Daniel Lynch on Sunday. You know what, Daniel Lynch, I'm confident in. Daniel Lynch is terrific. This will definitely be a good test of his command and his and his skills as a starting pitcher with this, you know, like I said, this this Yankees lineup that can deal a lot of damage. You know, I they're they're kind of mixed. I don't I kind of question how good they really are, but you can't take them lightly, you know. They are they they do have the potential to ruin your day and ruin your season. So, yeah, this could be a kind of rough Yankees Series could be a kind of rough weekend for the Royals, but that makes me really happy about the White Sox series. We took two out of three from the Sox in their own field. So, you know, that kind of washes away a little bit of the, the, the dread from the Seattle series. And it maybe 
makes this Yankees series not so dreadful. Um, hopefully we can get one of these games. I'll be happy with that. If we can get two, if we can get all, you know what? If the Royals win all three games, I'm certainly not going to complain about it. I'll have nothing bad to say, but we'll talk about it. Um, probably not for a while though, probably on Monday. So I'll see you uh, later, everybody. It's the daily podcast, Royal Deluxe Podcast. All right. I would love to hear from you at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter or Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can contact me. Tell me how you think about this podcast or whatever. Or just say hi. I'll say hi back. Hello. I'm Lux. Nice to meet you. I hope you're having a good one. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day. I'm Lux, and go Royals.